podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. How do you even begin to sum up that madness? Spurs won Chelsea four. A huge, huge win for Chelsea in the context of 2023, of this season, of what Chelsea fans have experienced in recent years. A huge night from Mauricio Pochettino. A Nicholas Jackson hat trick. But I still come away from that 4-1 as well, which, you know, if I told you all of those things, that it was going to be a Nicholas Jackson hat-trick, it was going to be a 4-1 victory, it was going to, you know, in the end be pretty comfortable for Chelsea, or at least by the very end of the game, it would have felt like a, a dream night for Chelsea fans. But still I come away with it, not with frustration because we won, but some concerns about that second half performance. And it just feels so Chelsea in 2023, you can't, fully enjoy things I'm sure we're going to get some injury news you know rogue injury news from this game as well and that's the shame of it uh, for me is that I, I think that Pochettino was right to be as angry and uh, animated as he was at the end there because the players I think didn't handle the situation as well as they could have in the end the scoreline reads Spurs won Chelsea for it's it, in the end it's an emphatic win and to be honest most people will just move on from it but that's that's the bizarre thing and it and to be honest it was just an absolutely insane game one of the most insane Premier League games we have ever seen from so many different angles whether it was awful officiating disallowed goals bad misses from Chelsea which to be honest is pretty normal red cards moments of madness just all round it was a a bizarre game it was just it it, it was a game that um threatened to go in so many different directions. Luckily, in the end, it did go in Chelsea's favour. But um, yeah, one of those that I'm sure people will be talking about and re-watching for, for a long period of time. I'm Daniel Charles. This is my Rational Perspective. Please hit the like button. Please subscribe. Please do give us a positive rating review if you're listening on the podcast. So the starting 11, I wasn't too fussed about, to be honest. Um, I, I felt that the the starting 11 was exactly what I, I think I would have gone with, I mean, with the exception of maybe Mikhail Mudrik, because I like watching Mudrik play. I think he's a very exciting player. And, and as, you know, tactically against Spurs, because I was away on holiday in New York last week, I wasn't able to do a full preview. But when you think about the way Spurs play and the way Ange Postacoglu sets up his team, he's very uncompromising, as was demonstrated, and probably will garner him some criticism. But you know, I think Garner's him some praise given how Spurs nearly got back into that game with nine men. They're on the front foot, they're intense, they will press up, they play this high line religiously. And because of Chelsea's speed in behind, even with 11 versus 11, I thought there were spaces to exploit and I felt that Chelsea, not against a low block, would have some joy. So the team itself includes a lot of players that Mauricio Pochettino has, has entrusted um, minutes with this so far this season. The midfield three, we know the front three was pretty familiar. And then, of course, you had Reese James coming in as captain, along with uh, Dizassi, Colwell and Thiago Silva, at least, you know, Colwell at left back. The game starts, of course, dreadfully for Chelsea uh, in terms of just not handling the intensity and the pressure and the, the momentum that Spurs have. I thought it was just quite awful, even though, you can say it's a bit of bad fortune, the goal in terms of uh, a deflection off Levi. 
how isolated Levi was in that situation uh, once again has me asking questions of Raheem Sterling, his tracking in that situation, how much space Spurs had on that side when they when they moved the ball um, from left to right and how easy it was and how Chelsea were carved apart in that opening few minutes. Chelsea looked a complete mess. You know, you can't go into situations where Chelsea, if it, you know, an inch for Son, if, if that isn't called offside, the game is potentially over within the first 10 minutes and that... That was really concerning. But then, I mean, I, I can't remember a game where I've just seen a self-implosion like we saw from Spurs after this moment. Like, they're, they're a reason to believe that Chelsea would have for the taking. But then, Destiny uh, Udugoy, you know, he dives into Raheem Sterling as they're trying to keep the pressure on. We look back at it and it's a clear red card. Two-foot lunge. He should be off the pitch. The fact he wasn't is an absolute disgrace. And the PGMOL should not come out of this game with credit or sympathy because there were two moments very early on in that game that should have been straight red cards. And it once again highlights how absolutely abysmal Premier League officiating is and how unacceptable it is. I will say this because I think it's it's the only way we're going to get improvement. Clubs in the Premier League have to come together if they are truly serious about reform and improvement or just trying to find some solution to this and, I don't know, release a joint statement or at least defend other coaches or, or criticise decisions when they don't go in your, when they go in your favour but are bad. The problem is we don't see that. I thought that Liverpool and spe- specifically Jurgen Klopp completely scuppered the, the chance a few weeks back to really have a, a serious conversation about officiating, which needs to be had in this country by taking the replay route, which was just farcical. It's immature. Like that's that's never going to go anywhere. And unfortunately, it just led to more tribalism. We need to see that to get any improvement because the idea that with technology, both um, the first challenge and then Romero kicks out at Levi Colwell. The fact that neither of those are a red card. And if you're a Spurs fan, you could probably look later in the game with Reese James. I mean, I know there was a similar incident with Bruno Gimaraes on Saturday. Uh, that I think it was against Jorginho, actually. We'll get to Reese and we'll get to Chelsea's sloppiness in this situation a little bit later. But, you know, again, you could feel a little bit aggrieved. You know, this is just unacceptable. So that's what I'll say about the officiating. But the fact that those two events don't, you know, don't turn into red cards and the irony that comes later in the game and in one case shortly in the game in terms of both of those players not remaining on the pitch is just crazy and hilarious. But Chelsea seemed to get fired up by that injustice and started to play and and Spurs suddenly looked a little bit like Chelsea. They were sloppy in possession. They looked overwhelmed, overrun. Chelsea were suddenly finding gaps. Reese was suddenly creating an overlap with, with Cole Palmer. Uh, Enzo was getting forward. There were passes being played through behind the high line of Spurs to Nicholas Jackson and Raheem Sterling. Sterling, of course, has a goal that's allowed for a handball, I think rightly based on the rules. Uh, that was, of course, in the same sequence of play where Romero kicks out with Levi and it, it's not given. We have a second goal disallowed with uh, Moises Casado, a brilliant right foot finish into the bottom corner. Another moment where Chelsea were able to get past the initial Spurs press, were able to get up the pitch, press them back. And it's I feel ashamed for, for Casado, to be honest, because it was such a beautiful finish that he doesn't have that goal. But in the course, how mad this game was and how difficult it was to, to keep up with what was going on was in that series of play. We have uh, Romero going crazy again. Just a ridiculous challenge on Enzo. It's a penalty. It's a red card. I mean, Romero, I know he gets a lot of credit, but he is a very rash defender and he has these moments within him. 
maybe I went overboard on Twitter by calling um, him a thug. I, you know, I apologize if, if that's a little bit too strong. But I think his, but I'm not going to hold back on saying that I think his approach on the pitch is thuggish. And I think it's just out of, out of bounds. And it's just crazy. Um, he, I think he undermines what Spurs can do. And as crazy as that may sound to some Spurs fans, I mean, the amount of red cards he has already and the the numbers that of red cards that he's maybe got away with where he should have been sent off, one of those being Mark Cucurea last year, just makes him a bit of a liability. And we saw it again tonight. He gets away with one, but then a couple of minutes later, he's diving in like that and, and begins to cost his team a potentially huge three points. So Chelsea get back in the game. Cole Palmer steps up, scores another goal from the spot. Really good. Scored against both North London clubs. The end of the first half could have been a lot better from Chelsea. I think, you know, it's not like we wasted any massive opportunities. And there maybe would have been a sense like, listen, the game is mental. Let's just get into half time, maybe for us to to maybe settle a little bit. Uh, because if we just stay calm in this situation, we'll win the game. You do have that Reese James moment right at the end that... I know some Chelsea fans were annoyed that and, and annoyed at me because I, I criticised Reese for it. There was a similar incident in the Arsenal game. And what I always try to do is think if I'm if, if the roles are reversed in this situation like they were earlier in the game, if I'm watching that incident back and it's Porro on Reese James or whoever it is, and they're putting their arm out wildly like that, what is my reaction? What is your reaction as a Chelsea fan? And I have to be honest, I, I would be annoyed and frustrated if there was no repercussion for that. And I think as the captain in a moment when Chelsea, clearly the momentum of the game is shifting in one direction and there is an amazing opportunity here to, to win the game, to win a massive game for Chelsea away from home, to even attempt and give the potential license for the evening up process of red cards is just... it. it I understand at times when defenders jump that their arm is out. It just, to me, based on the replays I saw, it just, I think Reese didn't have to do that. And it looked like he was putting in one there and he got away with it. Luckily for Chelsea, he got away with it. I think that Poch made the right call to change Kukurea, put Kukurea on for Levi Colwell. It looked like Levi was, was losing his head a little bit. I think it was Saar, wasn't it? He had a confrontation with and he got a yellow card. I think that was the right choice and Kukurea almost scored in the second half himself. I thought that was probably the right move because I think Jamie Carragher said it on Punditry. I don't agree with a lot of what he says now, but he did say this, is that if Chelsea just keep 11 men on the pitch, they will win this game and he was proven right in the end. But the the journey to getting to that win was was not easy um you know you think of perfect situations dream situations that Chelsea fans or just a team would want you are playing against 10 men that then quickly became nine men because of a second yellow card uh for your doy after taking out Sterling another rash moment he gets sent off so the two players who should have been sent off earlier in the game are now off the pitch but Spurs are not changing their approach they are still pressing they are still having a high line that is allowing Chelsea's fast forwards to at times get beyond that if we play our pass right at the right time and just the it was it firstly it was just whether it be an offside which can be a little bit tight at times especially with with VAR but also just the decision making when we got into the final third was typically awful Chelsea it was just so bad and it was it was just the, the basics of, of football. It was either a sloppy touch from Raheem Sterling, who I know sets up the, the goal that puts Chelsea in front in the end, but I didn't think he had a good game tonight. I thought some of his decision-making that actually led up to one of the red cards was just woeful. Like, just 
atrocious. And Jackson, shortly after the second red card, has a has an easy header. He gets away with it in the end because he scores a hat trick. But it's moments like that that I think would concern Pochettino because, and just either it's a lack of maturity or just a lack of basics because you've got to be burying teams then because as we saw later on in the game, even after Chelsea went in front, there were still opportunities for Spurs to get back into the game. And I, you know, I just, maybe this is unfair, maybe it's not. I, you know, I think about, are Spurs playing that high line against Liverpool in that situation? Are they playing that high line against Man City? Are they playing it against Arsenal? Maybe they are because Andrew's so set in his ways. But at the same time, it it does, it, it you know, there is a little bit of me, and this is probably not accurate, that thinks, yeah, you can play your high line, but we don't, we have no faith that you're going to bury those chances. And for nearly the entirety of the game, they were proven right on that. And that's what's really frustrating to me. Again, it's not the issue that Chelsea couldn't create chances. And I have to say, when you when you're coming up against against a defense like that, who are playing that high with nine men, and you've got fast forwards that can run in behind, like Mikhailo Mudrik, like Raheem Sterling, like Nicholas Jackson, and even at times Reese James too, and Marco Correa, who are making those runs, you should be creating chances. Absolutely, we weren't coming up against a low block, and that I mean that even concerns me more. We were actually quite lucky in the end that we didn't come up against a low block, but. I think it will be of great frustration to Pochettino that I don't think we managed that situation at all well. And even after we scored the goal, which was nice build up, it was smart, it was finally acting a little bit mature in those situations, slow build up, waiting for the pass, finding the pass through to Reem Sterling and then plays through Nicholas Jackson, easy tap in. Even after then, I mean, it felt like you literally seconds later, Eric Dyer had the ball in the back of the net and we have a, a tense wait for an offside that eventually comes from VAR. But again, that's a set piece. Really poor defending. How do we allow that situation? Another set piece is given away cheaply. And uh, I think it was Porro again who nearly got on the end of it. Just really, really bad. And we were getting into like the the latter stages of the game, literally the final few minutes of, of a long nine minutes added on, where Chelsea were sitting back in their own box against nine men. And I'm just, there was another moment when Ugo Chukwu went in wildly after coming off the bench and Hyunmin Son has a chance. The one player you don't want it to fall to and luckily Sanchez saves it. And then literally the, the ball gets played up the field. Chelsea again are able to break through Spurs high line and we finally finish it off in similar fashion. And then it's game over and then we score again in similar fashion. And um, sure, I guess the positive is we eventually got the goals that looked like they were inevitable for most of the half. But, you know, again, it's fractions. The Son offside in the first half and then the potential offside or the potential onside it could have been for Eric Dyer in the second. It just, it wasn't comfortable and sure, it's Spurs, but it's against nine men. They had both sent. I completely forgot that uh, Van der Ven went off injured in the first half too. So they had a lot of disruption. James Madison became a non-subject in this game because he also got an injury in the first half. So I just, you know, I just don't think it was um, an incredible performance. As weird as that is to say, and I know that there'll be some people kind of going, why aren't you celebrating wildly? Trust me, I am. And I'm so happy that Chelsea have won a big game finally and we can in the in reflection of it we can feel a lot of joy and happiness because this is a hopefully a massive night and those away fans who were brilliant from the off will have a an amazing night to cherish and we will watch back those highlights with glee knowing that Chelsea eventually win this game comfortably to win 4-1 at Spurs is brilliant but I can't 
I can't sit here and I, and I never want to sit here and lie to you about what I'm feeling about a game. And I think it'd be silly for, I, I think even some people who, of course, will be happy about this, were sharing concerns and we'll sit, we all saw what happened in that second half. You, I don't think there are many of us who sat there during that second half for long periods of it because the, the final uh, two goals came very late in the game. Even at 2-1, there was no comfort. It was stressful and it was a manic game. It was It was absolutely mental. So, I mean, those are my thoughts. Let me know yours. Um, so, Chelsea have won. We move on to Manchester City next Sunday. Another huge game before the next international break. It's very hard to know what comes with that game. But Chelsea have have won a big game. Poch has won a big game. And a lot of the nonsense I saw on social media regarding quotes out of context or just quotes that were were overhyped and over-egged about what Pochettino was saying about a club that he did manage once and also had some positive feelings for. I hope some of that dies down and people... The thing that, you know, I, I said it a lot about Graham Potter. Graham Potter didn't have any of these big wins that mean a lot to Chelsea fans. We saw what happened even after a really, really strong start by Maurizio Sarri, what happened when he lost away to Spurs. I would like to think for some of those fans who care so deeply about this game that they will take it as a massive, massive win and will trust that Pochettino is leading us in the right direction. Uh, but of course, it doesn't get any easier with the upcoming run of fixtures. But those are my thoughts. I hope the players take it on board and, and we can move forward with more big wins like this because even though Chelsea made difficult work of it, we have beaten Spurs. And of course, that is brilliant. Up the Chelsea. Follow me across the socials at Son of Chelsea and I'll see you again very soon. All the best. Podcast Network.